took me 30 minutes to find a parking spot. <laughs> Friday night, baby. Rush hour at everybody's favorite. The local mall. Strip mall, yeah. yeah it felt, it felt, definitely felt like COVID was over tonight. They had, when I was driving through the canyon to get there, they had the giant like Batman signals up in the air. Oh, but yeah. they weren't Batman signals. They right. were just lights. So I was like, there must, be, there must be something happening at the Spectrum. But it, maybe it was just... It's uh, like the announcement that COVID's over. Come out of your house. Mm-hmm. Get COVID again for the third time. <laughs> we promise it's not <laughs> dangerous anymore. You'll be fine. It's just like, <laughs> did you see the SNL bit from the last few weeks where they did the COVID commercial? No. Where it's like, you can catch COVID just so you can stay home from work. <laughs> That's how they're selling people on COVID now. Because it's like, oh, it's fine. We've been living with it for years. Yeah. Well... I mean, Biden said it's over, but not to get political. Just check in with your uh, primary physician for long-term respiratory issues. <laughs> it's no joke. Yeah. So. But what, what were we doing? What were we doing? We just got back from seeing Black Panther 2 reloaded. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Yep. So this is one of those first reactions podcasts because we haven't really had time to process unless you did because you like to look up sometimes i process in real time did you have spoilers going into this did you know yeah you did I knew everything. Did you have full you had full spoilers yeah i knew everything so i processed days ago yeah and now i now actually another it's always interesting seeing the thing that i've read about most times i'm disappointed actually and like ah oh, that performance was not as great as i thought it could be Hmm. Or that scene didn't play out how I read it would. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And is that what happened here? <laughs> Are no. you whelmed, Stephen? No, no, no. I, I, yeah, we should start off by saying maybe just our reactions yeah. to the film. I, I really liked it. I don't know if I'll watch it again. <laughs> In theaters. It was such a spectacle. I mean, and, and the music was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many great things to say about this film. The thing I honestly, that I liked most about it was the writing and 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 knowing that it all came from Ryan Coogler's kind of headspace of uh, mourning and loss and, you know, dealing with the gamut, the wide spectrum of emotions, dealing with loss and, and the pain and and uh, I really liked what he did. I liked the, I liked the story a lot. Did they have a script for this movie pre yeah. Chadwick's passing? Yes, they were like getting ready to film right. when he died. So I think I remember reading that they they reworked what they had, incorporating those elements of his. Yeah, of his death. I, I I know that the original script was supposed to focus on the fallout of the the snap, the five year loss. Mm-hmm. And I know that it are it wasn't going to include Namor very early on. Right. Ryan Coogler had wanted to do that since he since the first Black Panther. So Namor was in the script. The whole I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, I have never read the script. I don't. I am not friends with Ryan Coogler. I just know what I've read online that it had to do with the fallout of the snap and focused on T'Challa. And and then he had to rewrite and rework everything. And yeah. I thought he did a great job. I mean, this this was more of a um, yeah, it was more of a reaction to to Ch- to Chadwick Boseman's death than anything else. Mm-hmm. I I really liked the story a lot. I and and I'll probably watch it again. You know, 
in the next year or so late at night when I'm like, I just want to put myself in that world. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, the first black Panther was tighter. Sure was. So <laughs> could, this was like a, like a two hour and 40 something minute film, yeah, right? 241. It's like close to three hours. So yeah, it was dealing with a lot of disparate plot elements. And considering that, I think it was pretty good. Like it had to not only introduce your new Black Panther, but it had to bring in Riri Williams as Ironheart, right? I don't know if it had to do that. Well, I'm just saying like these are the decisions they made in the... It did do Somebody that. made those decisions <laughs> yeah. and now we're dealing with those in yeah. post. I yeah. mean, as reaction, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if, we're, if we wanted to make a better, tighter movie, some of these secondary elements would have to go. Like the CIA operative plot line that was like... I mean, I guess we'll, we're full spoilers now for this movie, obviously, but like <laughs> Julia Lewis... Dreyfus, right? That's her name. Was in this movie. Just she was in it. Julia Louise Dreyfus. Louise Dreyfus. That's how you say it. I'm gonna call her Elaine. Elaine was in this movie. <laughs> Again, <And it, laughs> there's a lot going on with her character that just ultimately felt like it was just. She was married to Martin Freeman's character. Yeah, she's married to Everett Ross, and that's just like it's part of the it's part of the canon now. <laughs> it's like, but but who cares? <laughs> Nobody. This is a Black Panther movie. <laughs> like, I think. I think. One of the things I really liked about that plotline, and and also the relationship between Shuri and Namor, was the political kind of befuddling, fumbling. Yeah, everything in this movie was like positioning nation versus nation, and and it was essentially just our insight into America and what was going on with America and their perspective of what was going on with Wakanda. But it's I, you know, at the end of the day, there there is like a political kind of through line here that oh yeah, that like nations war against nations based off of you know miscommunication and sometimes bias <laughs> and usually greed. I love the line where Elaine goes. I don't yeah. think Namor's intentions was were were, were greed. Though. Oh, I thought you were talking about the way it paralleled like real world nations. No, or, or like, I, I'm I'm speaking more general than that. I'm not. I'm not equating any of what we saw, any of the nations that we saw to like real world nations. I'm saying that the political through line, the underline is that nations war against nations. People war against people because of personal bias and deep pain. And out of that pain, they have predispositions toward uh, like people and they just, they just pursue those to the death sometimes without yeah. really giving it a second thought. Well, I mentioned a more sinister motive because the one of the constants that's been there through both Black Panther movies is that, and this is something that Talo Khan and Wakanda share, is that they are constantly seeing these other nations as oppressors, their perspectives. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. It's interesting because Wakanda that, and Talo Khan both have those noble that's what motives. I meant. That's what I meant when I said miscommunication. Right. It's a misunderstanding of... The positions of the the other person, which is, oh, so you're talking about just like their relationship towards each other? Yeah, I mean, because they were essentially spearheading; they were the people that were speaking for their nations. So, yeah. it's worth noting that Namor is just kind of a dick too. <laughs> like he he could have been a little bit more reasonable. Well, in his political, yeah, I I actually liked how they portrayed Namor in the comics. He's a dick. Yeah, it's like, accurate. <laughs> so so it's he's yeah, it's super accurate. He, I, in fact, I would say he's even more of a dick in the comics. Uh, maybe they'll get more into that in the future. 
more into that in the future. <laughs> but no, he actually was a little bit more jokey than I thought he would be. But I mean, it humanized him, which was nice. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not like holding up a flag and saying not mine no more. But not mine no more. But it definitely, it definitely wasn't what I was expecting. But I also, it also exactly was in line with what the comics had done with Namor. So I, I'm happy with it. Apart from the fact that, like, you know, he's the king of Atlanta and Atlanta. <laughs> or what is it? Atlantis? Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. But they he's, can't, yeah. It's he's t- the king of Atlantis, t- and t- they're not doing that because of the, the comparisons to DC. Right. Do they have the rights to do that? Can they call yeah, it? Yeah, because Atlantis is it's just what it is. It's a fictional right. lost world. But 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 you know, some people say Atlantis is like what what was it, the the Aztec or the Mayan? Yeah. They had a lot of Mayan influence on this. Yeah. One. Well no, people people say that Atlantis is like the lost city of the Mayans or something like that, oh. right? So right. the fact that they went that route was really fascinating to me. Yeah, especially compared to what they did in Aquaman a few years ago. Totally different aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say I like the movie too. <laughs> I just, I, in fact, I liked it a lot. There are just, the more I think about it, I think the more critical I'll become of it. Yeah. As a movie and as a Marvel entry, especially because there are, there are quite a wide range of good and bad Marvel movies. I don't know where this would fall yet. I do not think this is one of the bad ones. Yeah. Think about Eternals. I, <laughs> you liked Eternals when you first saw it. You went back and saw I it I still like Eternals despite yeah. its... Uh, <laughs> you went back and saw it again. Obvious flaw. I'm going to see this one again. Really? Probably going to see it tomorrow. In IMAX? Yeah. Sweet. I would see it again, but I just don't have the time in my life to see it again right now. Yeah. If I was ten, if it was 10 years ago, I'd have probably seen this three times in the theaters, for you'd sure. See, you'd have already seen it three times. Yeah, <laughs> <Now>. <laughs> probably. Yeah. You'd have seen the, the leak online. <laughs> yeah. You'd have been there last night and you'd be there today. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot to love about this movie. Yeah. Not the least of which is just, the, like you said, the homage to Chadwick's legacy, both in the universe and as a, as a human being. You know? Yeah. I, I think one of the beautiful, the most beautiful things about it was the people keep calling it the, the credit, the opening credits or the title, uh, title run that was a tribute to Chadwick of silence, mm-hmm. but it wasn't actually silence. And what's interesting there's like some sort of like flag waving or sound or sound effect or something. And I was like, what is that? And what it is, is it parallels the very end where she finally burns the tunic that she wears out of tribute. And that silence that is in the last part of the film is the exact same silence that they put over the front of the movie. And there's a, is a really nice and really well done. And this is the thing that I was trying to say is I love what Ryan Coogler has done with this film, the story is just absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. and, and it bookends it so nicely with, with that sound of the, of the fire crackling and just the wind on the beach. He, he did some really fascinating character development in this film. Yeah. Uh, specifically with like going down the themes of, of vengeance and, and bitterness that, that arises from, from the deep pain of loss and tragedy that kind of thing yeah absolutely and a lot of great world building too yeah it's funny how much you got you know out of namor especially for the world building we even saw killmonger again which is really cool hey (laughs) cuz yeah yeah he's good yeah 
And I, I liked that you, they literally saved you actually seeing footage of Chadwick until the very end, mm-hmm. which was the most pivotal moment of the film where she finally chooses to do deal with her grief, do the right thing. Yeah. No, no, do make the, make the right choice and, and take pity on him more rather than, Oh, like I thought you meant like him. the outro where she was flashing to visions of actual Chadwick. Cause I thought when she was, wait, mercy, is that, is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Cause when I she's flashing remember. over no more, I think she's <laughs> thinking of her mother or she's thinking about a lot of things. She thought about oh, like, was going, her interaction. Yeah, with... no, it was going back in reverse as if these events wouldn't have never taken place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was really cool, too. Sorry. Yeah. I was mixing them up. Yeah, no, no, but but you get this this really nice moment to sit and think about Chadwick and, and his legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really, really beautiful. I, I really liked it. I really, really liked it. Yeah. I, I don't think I liked it as much as some of the, some of other entries in Phase Four, but I do think it. This is also the last movie in Phase Four that we're gonna get. Phase Five starts with Quantumania coming out in is that fe- the next in February. Movie? Yeah, it's February. I now. think Secret Invasion might be taking place somewhere sometime sometime soon, but yeah, I think this this might be the last thing we get of Marvel for the 2022. Well, it was a good it was a good send off. Yeah. And it, I mean, it is the last thing of Phase Four, so the cast killed it. Wish we got a little bit more Mbaku in there. Winston Duke was my I I I kind of thought they would make Shuri the Black Panther very early on. I was like, they're going to keep it in the family and make her the Black Panther. But I really, really <laughs> want Mbaku to be the Black Panther, and he might be. I, that'd be so sick if he takes up the mantle until this new little kid T'Challa is old enough. But. Well, is he the king now? Or was that a joke when he rolled up to the I ceremony? don't know. People, pe- so I've, when, I, okay, that's one of the things I was actually thinking about. <laughs> In the spoilers, when I read that, it was like, oh, he's joking that he wants to challenge and be the king of Wakanda. But I'm like, I don't know. I think, I think <laughs> he, he could be the king. A cheeky M'Baku. Because it seems like, yeah, Sheree just wants to kind of chill for a bit. I'd be, I mean, I'd be totally down if he was the king of Wakanda and she was the Black Panther. But what I really want is the Winston Duke show. Yeah. I want that. Give me, give, I love me, that, give me a Disney plus show of him on the throne. Just making, <laughs> making crazy ass decisions. Yeah. Eating carrots, whatnot. It's simple. We just kill the fish man. <laughs> yeah. I just watched uh BP one uh, to prepare for this movie and it's. You did? Yeah. He he's such a funny character. When yesterday, T- today, oh yeah. yesterday, just to get ready for it. Yeah, I was trying to think. What was the last performance that we saw Chadwick as Black Panther? Was it in Endgame? No, it was in um, that what animated series. What if? Yeah. Well, he come, he's in like three episodes of What If. I know, but and everyone's like a punch to the gut. <laughs> I know, but live action. I think it was in game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we, I think the last, like last, last thing we saw of him in that movie was it. RDJ's funeral, Iron Man's funeral. I was trying to find scenes on YouTube. I was like Googling, you know, all T'Challa scenes in Infinity War and Endgame because I was like getting ready to see this movie. Yeah. And yeah, it's pretty sad, man. It is really sad. Yeah. How do you think Letitia Wright did I was uh, actually carrying the film? I uh, was really pleasantly surprised. I know people, that people have been shitting on her. Well, she put herself in the hot seat during you know the pandemic when she had all those hot, hot takes. takes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. So I was concerned, you know, being the obvious choice to pick up this mantle that Chadwick left, how she would do. But yeah, I thought she killed it, 
and I, it's still weird seeing her wear the suit. Yeah. But performance-wise, yeah, she she's, nailed it. She's a twig. Yeah, I got to beef up. Like, man, if, uh, on that note, Okoye, what's up with those Midnight Angel suits, man? <laughs> Did you like those? The owl suits? They look like the dude from Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> the fish man. Abe Sapien? Yeah. Yeah. I... Did not I, love I was not a fan of those suits. I was, I mean, neither was a Koye, you know? Yeah, she was on the money on yeah. it. She's like, why does they get more hideous as yeah. time goes on? <laughs> well, I, I also didn't like uh, Ironheart's suit. Yeah, I end. was really caught off guard. I didn't hate it, but it looked like it was from a different yeah. video game. Yeah, <laughs> you totally. Know? Um, but like I, did, I did like Dominique Thorne a lot as Riri Williams. Yeah, she um, was really cool. Yeah. I'm excited for the Ironheart series now. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, backstory there, you know, her like little warehouse that she works out of, that kind of stuff. I couldn't tell, like, she's in Boston, but she's from Chicago. Is that what it is? It's really unclear. Because they mentioned both like three times. I was like, wait, she had a Chicago Bulls pillow. She mentioned going to a Bulls game. Yeah, but then then they're like, we'll see you in Boston. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Yeah, I think she's just going to school. I think there. she's probably well, no, because my was it MIT? Was that where? No, she's from Cam- Cambridge. I no, don't know. what's the one in America? <laughs> there, I think is there not a Cam- Cambridge over here? We have Harvard and Yale. <laughs> it's neither of Oxford. Those. No, wait. <laughs> it's not Oxford. Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. So Nobody I- here went to college. <laughs> no, it's an Ivy League school, I think. <laughs> She's successful. She's really smart. Yeah, but I thought she was great. <laughs> yeah. And oh my God, letting Angela Bassett take the stage for two acts was brilliant. She was so good. Yeah. She's just a powerhouse, and she, I always wish we had more of her in the first It's crazy how film. good of an actress she is. Yeah. Well, she's one of the... She should be, but but she's like, I feel like she's not in enough like i don't know notable she's not like viola da- viola davis has like so much so many good roles to like really uh, um put her at the center stage well recently especially but i feel like angela bassett has stuff that we would be like oh yeah and we just yeah, don't know it off yeah. the top of our heads but she's such a good actress it's insane um yeah yeah talking about all the characters one of the things i wanted to say is that i really liked how true to the characters they continued to be in this film. There was no moment where I was like, oh, Shuri wouldn't do that. She mm-hmm. still was like the kind of like eggheady, nerdy, very intelligent person who like I would not have expected to put on the, the Black Panther suit or go through the whole process. Yeah. And I liked that Ryan Coogler and the other guy that wrote it. Joe Robert Cole. Joe Robert Cole didn't abandon the characters that they had pre-established from Black Panther 1 and and that we had in the Avengers films. It was really nice to see those characters just continue to build rather than abandon, you know, because they very easily could have just been like abandoned her being in the lab, not really getting out very much, but they, they fully just delved deep into that rather than and embraced it rather than uh you know abandoned the the characters that they had established yeah and the same same thing with mbaku same thing with okoye uh yeah the the queen sure he had like two movies of character arc in here because like she she didn't really have much yeah but she they in black panther one she's very much like very different from t'challa she's like indoors in a lab 
in, she doesn't Infinity really... War, she's trying to fix Vision. Doesn't work out. Oh, yeah. That yeah. would have actually been more interesting because she's like, not only did she not, or she not able to save her brother, she was also not able to save Vision. And they didn't even mention that. Well, yeah, Vision was on the table and then... He... Yeah, they were trying to get the, they're trying to separate him from the Mind Stone. Does he just say this isn't working and he leaves? Because he has, he... He goes back to save uh, yeah. the witch. Wanda. Wanda. Wanda forever. <laughs> Wanda forever. But no, I yeah, good movie. I I here at the end, I really want to play something from the score. Yeah, that was by Ludwig Göransson, the same score man that d- has done all the Mandalorian stuff. Yeah, and bloody. And uh, I thought that the music in this film just honestly was one of the, my favorite parts because there were some really very interesting pieces. It like ranged from like throat singing to like chanting and shouting and some really nice like solo operatic singers and then some really like weird there were like when it got into all the Mayan or Aztec and stuff. Oh my god, yeah. There was like Spanish guitar and um that was really nice. And then then he like got really synthy at parts. It was like almost like mixing the synth with the Black Panther one score with like the yips and the shouting and the, mm-hmm. the the African influence. So I I really dug the music from this. I actually it was one of the first scores I've heard in a long time that I was like, wow, I was very impressed by. Multicultural. <laughs> it it was extremely diverse. It was it had it had everything in it. So last thing I want to say is I love how Ryan Coogler played with what was like some pretty strong horror imagery in the first act when they're revealing the when Namor and the people from Talokan like their attack on the Navy SEALs who were mining for vibranium in the ocean and they come out of the water and they're singing and making people literally just walk to their death sirens so Lovecraftian I absolutely adored that like the siren song yeah so cool that was impressive and anytime like Namor's silhouetted 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 Against like the sun or the moon or it's like something, whether it's above water or underwater. It's so cool. So, so imposing. I run to you on winged feet. Until they're cut. (laughs) Namor is a mutant, by the way. We haven't talked about that. And he flat out says it in this film. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was. That's canon. Just straight up. That's from the comics. He's, he's one of the first mutants, just like. Uh, Apocalypse, who's older, he's he's actually, I think, considered the first mutant. Right. There's probably one that... That was like Egyptian times, retconned. right? Yeah. But Namor, Namor is like one of the earliest mutants that we know of, and he ages really really very slowly. Like, So all that stuff is super right on the money for Namor's character. Yeah. Cool, cool, con. Cool, cool, con. I liked that actor a lot. Yeah. I didn't recognize him, but he he was... I, th- I think it, like, said in the credits. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was great. Well done, Tenok. Tenok. Yeah, love him. I can't wait to see him again. Hopefully we see him sooner than later. All right, right here at the end, we're going to play something from Ludwig. Thank you. Goran, son. Thank you, Ryan Coogler, for this beautiful tribute to Chadwick, which is yep. the callback to, I think, our episode 27, when we did, like, a... Whole memoriam for Chadwick Boseman. Remember that? I do. 26, 27, 25, something like that. All right, here it is. 